the Priory Society Podcast. What's up, sexies? Today, we're going to talk about our first lifestyle club experience and give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about that night. Some of it was pretty horrible because we were so awkward, but it's been about a year now and we're way better and we're going to teach you what we know to help save you from making the same mistakes. We'll also share some very important information, do's and don'ts about what to bring to the club and how to act inside. We really value our listeners. We love you guys and we just want you to have the best experience ever when visiting a swinger event or a swinger club. Welcome to the Priory Society. This sexy lifestyle podcast is for sexually open-minded people. Our listeners want to explore their sexual fantasies and desires by participating in the swinging lifestyle. This show is designed to chronicle our journey and experiences. We are not therapists and we do not give medical or professional advice. We broadcast for entertainment purposes only. This podcast contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences. Welcome back home, sexies. This is Isis, and my Mexican husband is Eros. Es mi esposo. Mwah. ¿Cómo estás, mi amor? Estoy cagado. Ah, sí. Y me vale madre. No, pues como siempre. Pero aquí tengo mi pistola, mira. Oh, shit. Woo. A huevo, cabrones. Oh, you're Woo. always strapped, boo. <laughs> well, muy bien, muy Creo bien. Sí, <laughs> Today, we are talking about our first experience going to a lifestyle club, and it's going to be really fun. You listen to other shows, and they're all mysterious about specific details. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't mind that they use the initials for couples. Yeah. Um, D and Z, L and W, right? that's fine. But when they say we went to the club, as a listener, you kind of want to know what club it was. Right. Where is it? What city is it in? What's the intersection? I want to picture the facade. Sure. I want to pull a Google Maps, street view. <laughs> and I say, hey, that's where my podcaster friends, that's where they went. Right. I want to get excited about that. Maybe we want to go. Maybe we want to sit there and try to run into them. Yeah. Right. And that's probably why they do that to remain a little private so that people don't show up and try to hang out with them. Yeah. They want to have some anonymity. Well, we tell it all. We're going to give you all the details. Oh, yeah. We'll give you the address, dude. Yeah. And then we'll go over some best practices yeah. and how to have a better experience once you're there. Because back in episode six, how the lifestyle is like high school. We mentioned briefly that we have a background in hypnotherapy and hypnosis and NLP. So we're going to weave some strategies in there to help boost your confidence and make sure that you have a good time. Yeah, we already started doing that a little bit. We just didn't mm -hmm. do it in episode one because we didn't want to come off as weirdos trying to fix you. Okay? Yeah. That's not what we're trying to do at all. Right. Even now. Yeah. We just want to share some stuff that people pay a lot of money for mm -hmm. when they bring us in to train their employees and so forth and companies and all that. We just want to share this stuff with you because we know how effective it is. That's all. Okay. We've already started seeing some of the topics. In fact, our podcasting studio, our broadcasting center, mm -hmm. this used to be a therapy room. Oh, yeah. Right? Remember that? Yeah. We had the white noise machine and the blackout curtains and stuff. That's right. The desk, the recliner, mm -hmm. the very comfortable, nice soft lighting. Mm -hmm perfect temperature control. It was awesome. And we did that for quite some time. Oh, yeah. And then after a while, we just started doing group sessions, seminars, workshops, things like that. Mm -hmm. That was way better than one-on-one. -on -one. We could help more people a little bit faster yeah. and have a greater impact. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been sending us emails and private messages on Cassidy, giving us some really good feedback and love. We've been hearing from people that we really liven up their day. They're listening to us on their commute to and from work. Right at the gym. Yeah. Or at work with their headphones on and they start yeah. laughing to themselves for no reason. And yeah, people ask them, dude, what are you laughing at? Yeah. Like, well, I can't tell you. Exactly. Um, no, they say that they're listening to a comedy show or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we heard from another listener, actually a female, yeah. really cute chick. She was listening to three episodes on the way to her church retreat. Yeah. She was on her way to a church function. <laughs> and <laughs> she said she really enjoyed listening to us. Look, in churches, people are freaky, man. Oh, yeah. Look, even us, we have an episode coming up a little bit later that's going to deal with the internal conflict that comes from being raised in a religious home or a very spiritual home. And that was us. I mean, you caught us just a year and a half ago. We were sitting in the first pews of a church, mm -hmm. secret friendly church, kind of like Hillsong. Yeah. Knew all the words to the songs, participating greatly, everything. Oh, we were into it. But yeah. The, I mean, our whole lives, our families, we'd always been, my lady was Catholic, Catholic school, the whole thing, right? Yep. Same here. And then Christian later. And guys, you deal with an internal conflict. So we have an entire episode devoted to that. We're gonna, look, we know every song from Hillsong. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Hillsong is, it's a huge church in Australia that pioneered this huge secret friendly movement that basically says, hey, come one, come all. We don't care yeah. if you're gay, straight, just we show up. Everybody. It's going to be like a motivational seminar with a little bit of scripture built in and, and a rock band. And a big concert. Yeah. It's yeah. laser lights. The whole, it's a concert type thing. Yeah. Like a club. Very smart. Mm -hmm. Very savvy. They I mean, draw look, a young crowd. Oh, dude. Look, we teach business <laughs> concepts and we've done a case study 
dude, those guys make money and it's nonprofit. I know. Very smart. Absolutely. So the episode is going to deal all with the internal conflict and everything we've gone through and so forth. But yeah. So, and then it was nice to know that there was a listener that was listening to our episodes on the way to the church retreat, which was amazing. (laughs) A woman's conference or something. I know. It was so funny. And we love that couples are out there listening and laughing together at all the stupid shit that we say. I know. I don't say that many stupid things. No? Only every every other minute. (laughs) Only when I interrupt. (laughs) It's usually to say something stupid because my mind is very short attention span. Uh So I have to say it when I think about it. You have to say it when you think about it to keep yourself interested. To keep me having fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To make this a great experience recording episodes. Right. (laughs) We also want to give a special thanks to some podcasters from the UK. They have a show on swinging and they give us a nice shout out on their program. Their show is called Bed Hoppers UK, led by Mr. and Mrs. H. And on their episode number eight, they mentioned that they felt very empowered after hearing our warning that we gave on episode four. If you haven't heard episode four of ours of the Priority Society podcast, go and listen to it. This is where we explain the divide and conquer the newbie pussy strategy that an advanced couple basically did to us and made us go beyond our limits that we had set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that episode has a good taste of erotica as well, because we give a play by play of what happened when we were separated. Yeah. What I did with the chick, what you were doing with the dude. Yeah, some hot stuff. He was fingering you. He was. I almost fucked her. Yeah, she was giving you a lap back. Yeah, Yeah, I I almost did, man. I mean, dangerous shit. Yeah, we came close. We recap the whole thing and it's a fun listen. And of course, you're going to learn some things as well. So go listen to that. But when you listen to these bed hoppers characters, they're cool people. They have great accents from the UK and (laughs) it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I love their voices. We're fucking around with them on Twitter because we basically had an interaction. We told them that they sound very proper and fancy (laughs) on the show recordings, right? (laughs) They do. (laughs) I I picture them wearing a tuxedo with a fucking wig from the court, the white wig, (laughs) George Washington type, right? On an interaction on Twitter, we told them that we don't think that they use the term full swap over there in the UK. No. Because we like to believe that they say it a little differently with more class and elegance. A lot more polite. Right? Yeah. Whenever they want to fuck a couple, they would say it something like this. You ready? Yes, I'm okay. ready. This is me doing the bed hopper's voice. Okay. Okay. Hello. Would you like to perform a proper and complete sensual partner exchange? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> was that okay? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> All right. Do I need to do it again or, or do you get the gist? I got the gist okay, of it. Good. Okay. You do one, but add tea. Like you're going to have some tea. They love that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Add tea and then, you know, yeah, do that. Okay. Uh, Are you in character? But of course. Okay, good. Hello, lovelies. Would you care to join us at our flat for some tea and afterwards participate in a proper and complete sensual partner exchange? Do you fancy that? Yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> that's pretty good. You did. That's good. I, that was I think fun. you did. Look, I think we suck for them. Like <laughs> when know. they when they hear it, they're gonna say, "Dude, you guys suck." <laughs> but for me, we sound very accurate. Yeah. Do yours again. Okay. Here it goes. Hello, lovelies. Would you care to join us at our flat for some tea and afterwards participate in a proper and complete sensual partner exchange? Do you fancy that? Yeah, let's fuck. (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Let me put it in. (laughs) Well, all right. Pull it out then. Yeah. I think we sound pretty accurate. Of course, I'm not from there, but whatever. Well, in my ears, that was right on. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, we're just giving them some more shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. But look, we love that you guys are back for more fun with us in this episode. Today, we're going to talk about some best practices when attending a swinger lifestyle event, whether it's at a club, a house party, some kind of multi-day takeover event at a hotel. You're going to be very, very effective. Originally, we started the Priority Society podcast so that we could offer you guys some advice to help you become a better lifestyler. Okay, as a couple, as a single, it's okay. Yeah. What makes us different from all the other podcasts out there is that this is real coaching, guys, from the trenches, from people who actually care about you. And we care about you enough to teach you some pretty good strategies. We talked about in the opening, some great strategies, stuff that we already know how to do that we can just share with you right here for free to make you a better person so that what do we always say in almost every episode? We want to help you become the best version of yourself. Absolutely. Because when that happens, you're able to attract the best playmates and that will translate into the best sexy dates is amazing. Yeah. We're going to discuss that in the upcoming episode called The Sacred Cube of Success. It's going to give you some step-by-step strategies that you can employ to help you. So that's why we talk heavily about all this stuff, you know, becoming better and all that stuff. It's real shit, guys. Real knowledge that you can apply immediately to get results right away, like literally in the same week. And these techniques are going to help you in all areas of your life, not just swinging. 
Because when you master your self-esteem, mm-hmm. you're going to be better at work. You're going to be better with your children. Oh, you're going to yeah. be better with your mate. You're going to be better with other people that you're in bed with. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Some quick announcements. I'll have my lady do some quick announcements. Sure. All of our social media links and recommended resources are on our website, priorysociety.com. Go there to find pretty much everything about the podcast. You can send us an email to info at priorysociety.com and find us on Cassidy as Latino Sexy Couple. And if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hop onto Cassidy.com and do a couple things. Send us a friend request and sign up for our community group on there. Our profile name on Cassidy is Latino Sexy Couple, like I just mentioned. And our community group is called A Sexy Lifestyle Podcast by the Priory Society. By the Priory Society. <laughs> go to the Priory Society. And join our group. Mm, oh my God. Let me drink my tea. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, it sounds right. better that way. Pass me my tea. Oh, no, that's a Jack and Coke. <laughs> and if you don't have a Cassidy membership just yet, there is a 30-day free trial that you can get by going through the link on our resources page on PriorySociety.com. And while you have your computer open, we ask one last small favor. Please give us the best rating available on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and say a few nice sentences about our show so we can attract more listeners that may desperately need our help. We like to joke that we have three loyal listeners, but the reality is that we have over 15,000 downloads in just over a month. And we're just getting started. So that's pretty cool. We're just asking you guys to help us spread the word about our podcast to get someone who didn't know about us to invite your friends because just a few tips from one of our episodes, it can really help someone tremendously. We get feedback like that all the time. Well, What I was going to say is that we may attract a listener through your help, guys, mm-hmm. at the exact moment where they're experiencing some depression or maybe they have a dry spell or maybe they feel unattractive or maybe they feel like, hey, what's going on with my profile? How come I'm not getting any traffic or any traction? And then they're going to hit one of our episodes. It's going to talk about getting into character and developing your self-esteem. Sure. And they may need that at that exact moment and we'll be there for them. Exactly. So we need you to help us spread the word. So we really appreciate it. Helps us more than you know, guys. Thanks so much for telling your friends about us. Yeah. And our new listeners are going to thank you too. So we appreciate that. Today, we're going to talk about our first Lifestyle Club experience and give you the rundown. The good, the bad, and the ugly about that night, it was pretty horrible. Well, I mean, not entirely horrible. We were the ones that were awkward. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were weird. We were not prepared. I was prepared. definitely weird. Yeah. We were stuffed because we had a huge dinner. Oh. We, you had an interaction with a chick that was in action and she invited you to get close. Yeah. And you were like, may I touch your breasts? Oh, I was so mechanical about may- asking her. Can my husband touch you? Like you were short of pulling out a contract. Like, hey, sign this. This is a consent form. Right. It's so odd. I wanted like duplicate copies and stuff. So um, a little smoother now. But so it's been a year, about a year, and we are a lot wiser. We're going to teach you our tricks and our hacks just to make sure that you have a great experience at the club every time you go, especially for the first time. Listening to our podcast is like downloading all the knowledge from your ancient perverted ancestors. It's almost like they're whispering in your ear. And I want you to picture something. It's thousands of years ago and your spiritual masters, they're working through the night, scribing all of their perverted strategies and tactics on papyrus. The cave or their hut is lit by candlelight and they're collecting all of this information into one volume so that you can have access to it in the future. And guess what? We have that volume right here. It's the Leatherbound Perverted Dictionary. I got it right here, motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Listen to these pages right here. Oh, I right. love it. Oh, yeah. This old book is pretty much a treasure. It was found in a tunnel under the ruins of an old priory church building near Qumran. You know where Qumran is? I do. Right next to where the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in the 1940s, for the listeners that may not know. <sighs> this Leatherbound Perverted Dictionary is here. Get ready to activate your crown chakra to receive more knowledge from your Nephilim ancestors. Oh, I love that. So today we have two terms that are related, off-premise versus on-premise. You usually see these words printed out on event flyers and invites. So if an event is listed as an off-premise event, this is a party that's probably going to take place at a public venue like a bar or a restaurant. Sexual activities do not happen at this type of event. So any play that you might have in mind, you're going to have to plan to do it someplace else, like maybe a hotel room nearby, or if you and your potential date live close by and they're willing to host or you're willing to host, you can go back to your place. But the play is going to have to happen off-premise. In your van. (laughs) Just get a 1970s Econoline Ford van. Well, easy. And then throw a twin mattress in the back. And you can park it anywhere. Romantic. Yeah. And this is a reminder for the ladies. 
Remember to dress accordingly. I know you're super excited about showing up in your full fishnet bodysuit that you just got on Amazon, and I know you really, really want to wear it. And if you have to wear it, at least wear a dress or a trench coat or something over it. And because a lot of these places will be vanilla places where other people are. There could be kids there. Yeah, and you don't want to walk around naked. Yeah, families and shit. Yeah, the other thing is that unlike swingers clubs, many of these off-premise events, they require the event promoter to either rent the space out or guarantee a certain amount in liquor, drink, or food sales to offset the rental fee. So this is usually not a bring-your-own-beer type of event because the venue wants to sell you alcohol so they can make their money. Right. So also be careful. Don't bring your flask because, yeah. look, people are going to be watching you. Yeah. If you're the cheap ass that has a flask out there on the patio and right. you're drinking and you're not buying anything, guys, that conveys a lot mm-hmm. to the sexies that are analyzing you for potential play. Absolutely. That could be the deal-breaker. Okay, that person looks great, but dude, they're drinking out of a flask. They, yeah. They don't want to come out of pocket 10 bucks, really? Right. So just beware, guys. All right? Beware of the rules. On the other hand, if an event is listed as an on-premise club or event, that means that there will be playrooms at the venue. So if you feel like playing, you can get down and get naked right there. Get it. Let's get it in. Yeah. Pull your dick out. Pull the pussy out. <laughs> Pop it. Yep. The- Pop that pussy, baby. <laughs> The sexual activities, they may take place at the event, but usually in designated areas. So there might be a separate playroom or maybe some bed set up near where the fun dance action is happening. And typically an event listed as on-premise will allow you to bring your own booze. But just check the event page or website to make sure that you're following the rules. Yeah. And in just a moment, we're going to talk about the different booze that you could bring or that you should bring. Stuff that we take. So we'll share our strategy with you guys so that Mm -hmm. you get a little insight as well. So let's get into our main topic so we can teach you, our very cool listeners, how to improve your game when you hit up a swinger event. First off, we got to get our mind right. You need to understand it's okay to feel desire for others. It's really perfectly fine to fantasize about fucking other people. I mean, people do it all the time. In fact, we secretly believe that everybody has the swinger gene. Yeah, like swinger DNA. Yeah. Everyone fucking has it. Like an impulse, right? Dude, everyone's perverted. Oh. Everyone wants to fuck. Everyone is visualizing fucking the secretary. Definitely. The chicks are visualizing fucking that guy at the beach playing volleyball without right? a shirt and a oh, nice yeah. tan. Oh, yeah. Everyone's fucking dirty minded. Yeah. And they, they just haven't tapped into it yet. Exactly. And they don't talk about it. Well, they don't talk. No, it's all secret. We're sexual beings. We're spiritual beings having a human existence. Absolutely. But we're highly sexual. Yeah. And we feel and that all so the time. People deny it and they repress it mm-hmm. and they fight it. And there's guilt. I know. And we're going to talk about that in the episode where we talk about the religious guilt and the spiritual guilt. That's yeah. a very powerful episode. I mean, right. we're already, for you guys listeners, we've already started the outline on it. It's going to be pretty damn amazing for you guys. And we might even sing a couple Hillsong songs yeah. to prove that we actually know those songs. You know what I'm saying? But look, back to the DNA and the swinger gene. Yes. We were recently interviewed by a publication. When it comes out, I'll let you guys know, but that's all I'm going to say for now. And they were asking us questions. And I told them that we believe that everyone's a swinger mm-hmm. who hasn't received permission from two avenues. Right. Number one, everyone's a swinger, but they have not given themselves permission to fantasize and to go live. That's right. Number two, everyone's a swinger. They just haven't received permission from their loved one to fantasize and to go alive. Exactly. It's very powerful. Yeah. And most people have that impulse to explore their sexuality, but they keep it repressed because they've been to church and they've been taught that, you know what, this goes against God or they have really traditional beliefs about what marriage or what a healthy relationship should look like. I was there when we met. I was like, oh, you're my man. You're my husband. There's no way that I would go outside of our relationship for pleasure. I just wouldn't let myself say it or even allow myself to think it. And a lot of people are right. that way too. So people out there, they just need to give themselves permission and then meet up with some nice, sexy couples, in particular, maybe a sexy couple that runs the Priory Society podcast. Yeah. Someone to help them awaken their swinger side. Absolutely. And to feel okay about it. Yeah. To feel gratitude. Right. To feel sexy. Yes. To feel turned on and curious. And like they belong. Absolutely. Yeah. And they do belong to our secret society. Yes, they do. Once they start listening yep. and they tap in. But that's what we're talking about here. And we'll talk more about the journalism piece. And it's going to be great when it comes out. And we'll link to it and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I want you to picture something. Success coaches. Right. All right. You go to someone for peak performance training and so forth. They'll ask you a question. It goes something like this. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? Awesome question. Yeah. What would you do if you had all the funding necessary and an all-star team to back you? I love that question. Would you start a business? Would you go big, create jobs, mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Okay. So similarly. 
Would you fuck that hot person that you fantasize about all the time uh-huh. if you knew that you had consent from them yeah. and that you would not get in trouble? Oh, yeah. In fact, not only would you not get in trouble, your spouse encourages you to do it and they find it hot. So that's the best. Here it is from a different angle. Would you fuck others if you knew that you had permission and that nothing negative will happen, but instead your relationship and your happiness would increase? Simple question, right? Yeah. Most people would say, Fuck yeah. <laughs> shit. That's right. If my wife wouldn't kill me. And if everything was cool, <laughs> shit. See, and that's the issue. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's why I feel okay saying that because anyone could debate it. What do you mean everyone's a swinger? Yeah. What is a swinger? Someone who's sexually open. Right. And loves to fuck other people. Absolutely. With consent. Sure. Consent from everybody. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's out best, in the open. Best fucking thing it's ever. It's very liberating. When we were being interviewed, mm-hmm. we also explained that we weren't there to convince anybody right. to start the lifestyle or to become a swinger. Of course. And that you also needed a very healthy relationship and a foundation before you even considered it. Absolutely. Okay? You don't want to start in the lifestyle if you're on a shaky foundation. Right. It's not, it's a, not a fix no, to no. a rocky relationship for sure. Yeah. No, we're trying to alter the image of the lifestyle. One listener at a time, one interview at a time one media appearance at a time. So we tapped into our own swinger DNA gene. Hell yeah. And that's how we got our start. And that's how we can talk to you about our first Lifestyle Club experience. For those of you that listened to episode one, we talked about several things that happened within about a month period that just made us want to fuck other people all the time. First, we went to our private doctor for regenerative sports performance medicine protocols. This is our concierge doc. He does anti-aging therapies and works with athletes and stuff. We actually went on a quest to find a unicorn. We went on seekingarrangement.com. Yeah, that, that fucking failed. <laughs> that was a disaster. That was terrible, man. There were just a bunch of like freeloaders that they wanted a sugar daddy. I used that word too. Like, oh, this just, you look, if you're a chick, you have to bring more to the table than a vagina and straight teeth. Yeah. All right. Because even straight teeth doesn't mean fresh breath. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just means you wore braces. Your breath's still fucked up. Now, here's the thing. I use that word. Dude, these are freeloaders, man. Oh, sure. I mean, come on. How much were they wanted thousands of dollars oh. to just to show up for a couple dates? No way. Dude. No, they were Pus- looking for like a $5,000 stipend every yeah. month. Plus, he's free in the lifestyle if you do it right. Yeah. So that was a fail. Fuck that. Yeah. It's easy to find sex. And also our sexual fantasies started getting more steamy and freaky as we imagine all the things that we wanted to do to sexy couples. Hell yeah. I mean, we would sit there playing the sexy truth or dare app over drinks. We had our names in there, the name of a hot guy and a hot chick that we wanted to play with. And it was just super hot and freaky. Hell we would, yeah. My fucking, my fantasies would be very risky. Yeah. Like my fantasies didn't include condoms at all. No. <laughs> and know. it was, yeah, it's crazy shit. Oh, it's, of course, it's just a fantasy. It was hot but though. The app would say, Isis, take the guy to the closet for the length of one song yeah. and make out. Right. And you'd sit there and explain to me like, what are you doing? Squeezing his dick. I and know. then I'd ask you, does he have a big wiener? Just to right. see like where your mind was. Sure. Sure, sure. So and we, dude, we were ready to play with another couple, a real couple, not these fucking virtual constructs that we had in our head. Yeah. It was time to meet other people. Definitely. It was really hot for me to hear about fantasies for you. Like the app would say, hey, Eros, get on the bed with the chick and pretend like you're in a porn scene. Yep. And you would tell me positions that you guys would be in and where your yeah. hands were and Take who's going the down covers, the covers, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so freaky and we were getting super horny and um, the fantasies, they were in full detail and we couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I'd sit there with a rock hard boner. Yes. And my lady would sit there wet as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was time. I mean, we needed to do something. We wanted to fuck other people. We were okay with it. We had already come to terms. That's right. We fully accepted it. Yep. And we were ready to do shit. I mean, this is not like some newbie couple that's sitting there. Oh, I don't know, honey. Um, I don't know if I could see you. No, fuck that. I was ready to watch you get fucked. Yes. And I was ready to fuck another chick. And I was ready to see you fuck another chick. No. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. We hadn't met any other couples yet, but it was at that point that we signed up for Cassidy.com and we started getting messages from people. We were hit up by this nice couple and they looked like they were 40 in their profile. They looked great, yeah. Yeah, but in person, they looked more like they were 75 years old. In their pictures, they had dark hair. Mm -hmm. And in the person, they had silver white grandpa and grandma hair. Right. And there's nothing wrong with having silver hair. No, nothing wrong at all. But they fucking never updated their pictures. Yeah. It was so weird. They were at the light. We were crossing the light to meet them at the venue. And my wife says, I think that's them. I think that's them. And I'm like, no, no fucking way. Yeah, that can't be them. That was them. 
It was. And then we yeah. met them. We're like, oh, fuck, man. Why would you do that? Why would you lie? It was That's disappointing. We were really disappointed that they had misrepresented themselves. If we expected to meet someone with silver or gray hair, that wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But you know what? It's not it's one not- picture on their profile was silver hair. Nothing. Not one. No. And you know what? They rejected us anyway. We had a nice conversation. Yeah. We had some cocktails. We sat there and talked and they basically treated us like they were coaches or mentors and shit. Exactly. Yeah. And it was them who told us about Club Joy. That's right. And they were introduced it. They said, you need to go where there's people your age. Yeah. So they were literally (laughs) saying, we're too fucking old for you. Exactly. Their words were the following. We're not a good match two on two, Mm -hmm. but we'll still invite you to our house parties. Remember that? I do remember that. So- I'm glad they rejected us. Great. So you deceived us. At least, you know, be yourself, dude. That's why we talked in the past episodes about when you craft your online profile and you have your array of photos, Mm -hmm. make those very accurate to who you really are. This is your number one sales tool, your online profile on your perverted swinger site. Your pictures tell a lot more than your text. Your text is good, but the text is kind of the same on every damn profile. Yeah, we like to have fun. We like to do this. And we like that nice people and drug disease free. It's like, yeah, like someone's going to tell you that they have a fucking venereal disease. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Are you make sure you DDF. Right. Drug disease free. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to admit that shit. No, come on, dude. The way you're going to find out is when you're at their house and you look in their medicine cabinet. Then you're going to see all the shit that they take. Right. That's how you're going to find out if they're drug and disease free. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But fuck it, man. Look, you have to craft your profile to make sure it emits you really are. These people did not do that. We felt deceived. Fine. They rejected us. Great. They told us about Club Joy. The best thing ever. Oh, yeah. Because that's what this episode is about. So they explained Club Joy and I was freaked out and I even told them, I said, look, I don't want to go to that place. You mean people fuck there and it's like a sex club and what's a swinger club? I didn't understand. I didn't even know the lingo. And I thought I'm going to walk in. It's going to be Roman orgy everywhere. There's going to be people fucking. There's going to be a girl squirting over there and sperm is going to be flying like fucking a war zone. Like, <laughs> like you have to take cover and shit. Dude, I thought I was going to get pink eye. <laughs> you said that, yeah. I was like, fuck that. I don't want to go there. I'm just going to be slippery. Right. And I had this really bad idea of a swing club. Yeah. Okay. The complete opposite when we finally went. We'll talk to you about, of course, your best practices, but there we were. The best thing about that date and the best thing about being rejected was that we learned about a local swing club and we signed up for a profile immediately. Yeah. And then the club, when you sign up online, They have you pay for the year. I think it's $50 or something like that for their annual membership fee. And then you also have to pay per event that you attend. But they also have to do a phone call. Yes. So we signed up for the online portion and then we started waiting for the phone call to come in where they wanted to interview us together as a couple to make sure we knew the rules and all that stuff. Right. We were at the gym when we had that phone call. Yeah. That's when that happened. Yeah. We were working out and then we ended up talking to the people at one of the staff members at Club Joy and they wanted to make sure that we were both there so they could verify that we were actually a couple. More than anything, they wanted to verify that we knew the etiquette of the club and that we had read the terms and conditions and all that stuff. Yeah. So we were able to confirm our membership and we were super excited. Excited. We're giving each other a high five at the gym and shit. Yeah. And that was Friday evening. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the phone call, they said, okay, you're all good in our system. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're ready to visit the club, just show up, pay the nightly cover f- charge and you're in. Yeah. And we were like, when do you want to go? Next week, next month? Fuck it. Let's go tonight. I know. It was still early enough. And we were so excited. So we said, let's have dinner, uh-huh. have a nice dinner, fancy dinner, and then we'll go to the club. And of course that was a mistake because we went yeah. to a nice restaurant, steak dinner, Bad move. I know. Two bottles of wine. Yep. Terrible. A lot of liquid. I was super bloated. I had all the fixins, all the sides and shit. Oh, I ordered asparagus. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. And that was a big mistake. Perfect for your pussy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What does asparagus do for the newbies that don't know? Okay. It makes your urine smell funky. Even if you're not going to pee on someone, it's going to make that region smell odd. Yeah. There is a definite odd odor that comes out of your genitals when you eat asparagus. And if you don't know what genitals are, that's your (laughs) pussy. You have a problem if it's, you don't know what genitals It's going to come out. Yeah, it's a different podcast for you guys. Maybe we do a podcast 101. Here, let me explain the Let's pussy. Let's talk about anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so bloated too. I mean, I was putting a lot of pressure on my dress. There were seams, zippers, and a belt that I had on, and I was really uncomfortable. So we ended up leaving dinner, and we wanted to anchor the evening with a nice meal, but we had way too much food. And it was a nice experience, but it's not a good idea to have a big meal like that right before you guys go to a swingers club. Now, eat a very small meal. 
something light, something energizing, something clean. Don't eat something that's smelly. Don't go to the Middle Eastern restaurant and order the beef shawarma plate. With all the with garlic. All the gar- yeah, yeah, no, don't do anything like that, okay? Don't go to Panda Express no. and order the shiny buffet that they have and where all the food kind of looks different, but it all kind of tastes the same, yeah, exactly. like, like sweet syrup. Mm-hmm. Just be conscious of what you put in your body before you go to the club. We're going to talk about the do's and don'ts in just a moment, but we're talking about leading up to it because we're already committing all kinds of mistakes. Yeah. Okay, it was pretty bad. So there we go. We leave the restaurant. We're bloated. I have a full suit on mm-hmm. and we're driving to this bad part of town industrial mm-hmm. right it's desolate it's, it's dark dark there's no cars we passed the building when we drove by yeah i mean i mean i had an idea what the building looked like because i had studied the google maps and the yeah. street view but finally i made a u-turn there was like an unmarked cop over there i think they were doing some kind of weird stakeout on something else it had nothing to do with the club but That's i saw right. them down the street yeah a couple blocks over made that u-turn came back went into the driveway and i said okay dude this is the building Drove in. Now I was picturing this whole thing like a strip club, neon lights, yeah. ballet guys, and people like telling you where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy with the fucking the flashlight with the red tip yeah. telling you like, come in here. Come exactly. In here. Nothing like that. And I thought I was going to see a bouncer standing at the door no and bouncer. a bunch of people lined up. That wasn't shit. Waiting to get in. No, no, no <laughs> stanchions, no velvet ropes. There was no one outside. We drove in. The valet section was kind of towards the rear of the building. There was yeah. a little umbrella with a little stand. The guy popped out from around the corner. We unloaded our car from the trunk. We had bottles of booze there. Mm-hmm. Then we saw couples walking towards a side door with a single light bulb. Yes. As soon as that door opened, you could hear kind of music like, and we're like, oh, perfect. So we knew exactly where to go. Got all our shit. My car left. I don't know if that guy even worked for valet. I was like, fuck it. If I fuck tonight, it was worth it. I have insurance. I don't care. We went inside and there's a huge line to get in. We're like, perfect. We're all freaked out because we wanted to get there before the early bird. Yeah, we were kind of rushing. A lot of clubs do a thing where if you get there before a certain time, they give you a discount. I yeah. think it was a $20 discount if you got there before 10 or something like that. Yeah, well, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, it was great. It'd cover our parking and whatever. Mm-hmm. But some clubs have it before 9 p.m. So yeah. you better watch the website, guys. That way you get there and you save the money. We got there in time for the early bird special. But Perfect. people in line, they were kind of quiet and awkward. It was almost like when you walk into an elevator and the door closes and everybody is silent. Like they don't want to say anything or break the ice. It's a swing club. Yeah. Everyone knows why you're fucking there. Or exactly. Why is everyone all quiet? Right. Sometimes in an elevator, I'll say something stupid too like don't fart you know what i mean right yeah or someone will sneeze and i'll be like oh thank you (laughs) i need to develop the antibodies for the current flu virus that's out there exactly but and then we were the same way in line we were just saying hi to people yeah pretty hot chicks oh really beautiful guys look i thought the guys would dress up because the website said dress to impress right wear fashionable attire yeah but i wore a full-on suit i thought you look great the whole shit yeah too much clothes yeah i had on a really conservative dress went all the way up to my neck down to my knees. I didn't show any skin. It was not sexy at all. The wrong type of dress to wear to a swingers club. But we were overdressed and we kind of got shit for what we were wearing all night. People were making fun of us like, hey, you guys don't look like you belong here. Are you at the wrong party or what? Yeah, I know. So there we are waiting in line about to pay and we're saying hi to all these couples. Yeah. And I'm like asking them, hey, what'd you guys bring a drink? Right. I'm just being social. I'm just fucking around with people. And I'm complimenting the chicks. Hey, your yeah. hair looks really pretty. I love your outfit. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it was great. And I'm so happy that we did Say hi to those people because some of the people that we said hi to, even though they were kind of shy, mm-hmm. they ended up introducing us to other people. Yeah. So it was a nice payoff later on and it was a great time. So we pay yep. and I think it was, I don't know, $60 for the couple or 70 I don't know what the fee was. But yeah, right around 60 bucks. You were so nervous. I gave you a $100 bill and you fucking left. <laughs> and then I said, where's my change? Like, and you oh, said, shit. you're like, what the fuck? I know. I thought you gave me exact change. I'm like, I gave you a $100 bill. Yeah. The entrance wasn't $100. No, I had to go back yeah. and she was really cool about it. She probably thought it was a tip for her. No. <laughs> Seriously, she I know. Yeah, I was totally nervous about getting in there. Let's tell the newbies what happens when you check in. Here's what happens sure. at Club Joy. You go to the register and they say, what is your membership number? Or on the app, it has a page within the app that gives them the profile and sometimes a barcode. Yeah. They'll scan it or they'll just ask you for your email and they'll look you up in the system to make sure you are a member of the exactly. club. Then they'll charge you the fee. Next thing they'll do is ask you if you have any alcohol to check in. Yeah, sure. You brought your own alcohol. They'll ask you to put it up on the counter. Then they're going to label each bottle. Some clubs will put a little sticky note on there and you can put your name. You can put anything you want, profile name. Other clubs like Club Joy, they'll put a number on there. So if you're a couple number 30, they'll write a number 30 on each of your bottles. Yeah. All right. Each bottle will have number 30 written on it. Yeah. And then your wristband that you each get 
will also have a number 30 on it. This is going to make it easier for when you go to the bartender. There is a bartender there and they have mixers and all that stuff and they go ahead and serve you. I mean, some people have the idea that you bring your own liquor and you're going to have to pour yourself and you're going to keep your liquor right next to you on the dance floor. It doesn't work that way. Generally, there's a bonafide bartender, one or two bartenders, Mm -hmm. and uh, you go up and you ask them and you tip them too. take care of them, you know, carry some singles and and take care of those people. They do a good job if they don't steal your liquor. Right. (laughs) You don't want to take very expensive liquor like we did. And I'll tell you all about it right now. We took a Don Julio 1942. Okay. It's like 125 bucks. One of my favorites. Yeah. Some of it was missing. Not a good thing. So we'll tell you a remedy for that situation in just a moment. So there we go. You check in, your bottles are labeled, all good. Then some clubs will actually take you on a tour and show you the facilities. Some places um, will just say, hey, go ahead. It's here. Playrooms are here. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Right. Well, Club Joy does give you a tour. Freedom Makers also in San Bernardino, they'll give you a tour. So they take us through. They say, okay, this is playrooms here. Couples only beyond this point. No drink or food inside the playrooms. You know, sanitary reasons. And they also don't want you to spill your drink and so forth. And there's security guards monitoring that. Yeah, and I then, like that. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. Then they have uh, pool tables. They have they had a shower. I mean, it was just an amazing space. Probably 8,000 square feet. Huge dance floor. Yeah. Proper bar, sitting areas, conversation areas. Mm -hmm. It's laid out beautifully, guys. For those of you who think, well, I don't want to go to a club because it's going to be too loud. Well, you're right some places. Club Joy is pretty cool because there's a lot of conversation areas, a lot of what we call neighborhoods. In the real estate industry, we call them neighborhoods. You have little sitting areas for residents to hang out, in this case at Club Joy, for you guys to hang out. This is where you make your uh, friendships and you kind of start selecting your couples. Who am I going to fuck? Are these people nice? Can they form sentences? Do they have all their teeth? Do they have a wooden tooth in the front? (laughs) I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Who cares? Maybe if when they talk, they whistle a little bit. That's cool too. (laughs) Fuck it, right? Right. Yeah, I'll be very happy with that. That doesn't matter, dude. So they give us a grand tour. I like that. Amazing. That was a nice personal touch and it helped us get a lay of the land. So, you know, we knew where we were going. We were nervous about being there to begin with, but having a tour just kind of helped us pinpoint where we wanted to go first. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And we brought a bottle of Jack Daniels, a Mm -hmm. bottle of tequila, Don Julio 1942. Big mistake. It's a a tall bottle and it doesn't fit on their counter. So they had to put it someplace else. And then people recognize a nice bottle of booze and I don't know if you're friends with a bartender and they're unethical they might just pour you some drink and that's not cool okay so we started doing the following we would put nice booze inside a shitty bottle exactly so a bottle of $14 tequila we'd put some really good tequila and we knew what it was and we would just say hey can I get some of that Los Altos tequila yeah and I'm just gonna (laughs) sip it and they're like really sip it you know you should be shooting this quick and putting a lime in your mouth and then some water right it's terrible tequila But we knew what we had in there. So we're like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm just going to sip it. And so that's the hack because some people may want to show off, but I don't care about showing off. I'm more about being anonymous in our real life and in the lifestyle. I mean, I just want to be, I just want to blend in. All right. And then we also took some margarita mix. Mm-hmm. Big mistake because it's very smelly. <laughs> yeah. It's like lemonade. Someone has that lemonade breath. You ever play a sports with people and they have Gatorade breath and you mm-hmm. can smell it? Or you're at the gym with someone and they're drinking a sports performance type drink and you can smell it. You're like, ugh. Not good unless everyone's drinking the same thing. So if everyone's drinking margaritas, fuck it. It's perfect. Yeah. But if you're the only dude and you're talking to people and they're drinking something clean like vodka soda, which is my other go-to drink because it's very clean. It's neutral. Yeah. It doesn't give you the weird odor. Same thing like when you drink sodas like Jack and Coke. Oh, Mm -hmm. not good, man. Coca-Cola is very smelly. A lot of sugar in that. Anyway, that's that. That's the bar process. Then at the end of the night, you will collect your bottles, put them in your bag, and then stick them back in your trunk. You don't leave your bottles there. They're not allowed to even keep them. They will tell you to take them with you. And it's perfect. So you bring your own booze, you save money. It's a great time. It's pretty incredible, actually. So we had a great time there, but we'll get to the, the other part of it. <laughs> but we uh, dressed to impress that night. I mean, at least we did. We thought we were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm of the philosophy that if I'm going to go to a business event or to you know another place, I'm going to wear a suit. All right. No tie. I wore a nice uh, French cuff shirt, mm-hmm. nice dark suit, power suit, right? You looked great. Well, I mean, that's the shit that I wear all the time when I have to work. Sure. It was very uncomfortable. I had an undershirt, thick fabrics. It's not good. And then the guys around me, the club website says dress to impress, upscale attire. So I'm like, oh, I fit right in, right? Nope, yeah. not at all. These guys are wearing V-necks. I'm thinking, dude, come on. Tennis man. shoes. I thought the guys would put more effort into getting ready to go out for a club night. I mean, the girls were dolled up. The girls always look great. They looked hot. The sexy 
as fuck. And I was really disappointed by what the guys were wearing. I mean, I saw some jeans with holes in them. I mean, that can be trendy too, but you don't expect to see t-shirts and tennis shoes when you go to a nightclub. And then I had a really conservative dress on. My dress is something like I would wear to a business presentation. So I didn't really have anything sexy. I had a full length skirt that went down to my knees. There was no easy access to my tits or ass, anything like that. I actually didn't have any sexy clothes at home because we didn't really hit the nightclub scene. So I didn't have club wear or anything like that. I thought I looked pretty. But um, yeah, again, that was the wrong type of dress for me. It was uncomfortable to dance in. It was kind of hot. And it just we stood out based on what everybody else was wearing. Yeah, we didn't look like we fit in at all. Mm -hmm. We looked like we were going to Bible study. Yeah. And everyone else looked like they were going to a nightclub. And so we learned our lesson. I mean, next time I wore some slacks. Yeah, I mean, that's way better than the first time, but I wore slacks and then just a button up shirt tucked out. Oh, yeah. That was a thousand times better. Definitely bring an extra shirt, an extra t-shirt, undershirt, because you're going to be dancing and get sweaty and you want to change into a nice, refreshing, clean and dry shirt afterwards. So do that. Ladies, bring some flats like my lady does. She puts those little um, fold up flats that she got, Dr. Scholl's or whatever they yeah. are, little <laughs> tiny ones Yeah, right in your bag. They're easy to carry. They're light. And if I get tired, I can walk around in them because you don't want to be uncomfortable and look like you can't wear a pair of high heels. Then we were introduced to several friends of somebody that we had spoken to while we were standing in line waiting to check in. So our conversations early in the evening ended up paying off and we met a bunch of people. It was somebody's birthday. They had cake. They invited us over. They're like, hey, guys, come and join us. And we met a lot of friends that night that we actually still see and are very friendly with when we go back to the club because they're regulars and they go all the time. Yeah, many of them are the party crew socializers that we spoke about in episode two where we described the 12 types that you're going to meet at a lifestyle event. Oh, by the way, quick correction for episode two. If you listen to that episode and you're thinking, well, which one am I? We received plenty of messages. Hey, I was listening to that episode. I was trying to figure out which one am I? Am I the flirty date? Well, look, if you're a well-adjusted, happy couple, you don't belong in one of the 12 categories. You're just a well-adjusted, happy couple that's outgoing and open-minded about sex. You're just a cool, everyday couple you're not one of the 12. So we have to go back and add to that document. Standard happy couple. Yeah. That's what we'll do. And so when we started walking around to check out what was going on in the playrooms, I remember being super nervous. I was so awkward about stopping and looking at people having sex. I mean, this was the first time that we had seen other people having sex in front of us. And I was a little bit paranoid about staring at someone too long. And now I realize these guys are having sex in public. They don't give a shit if somebody's watching them or standing close to them. They want you. That's yeah. They want you to look at them. That's why they're there. Like I said earlier, I mean, going into those playrooms, I was treading very slow, uh-huh. treading very carefully. I didn't want to get pink eye. Yeah. All right. I don't want to get too close to somebody. I don't want to get splashed. I don't want sperm to be flying around. It wasn't like that. It was very classy. In fact, the playrooms were quite empty for the majority of the evening. Yeah. Most people were on the dance floor. And I was thinking, dude, everyone wants to fuck right away. No, they don't. They were having fun, hanging out with the friends yeah. on the dance floor, doing circuits and just socializing in the center in the little uh, congregation spot right in the middle there in between all the playrooms. It was just a wonderful time. Yeah. And we kept going into the playrooms and uh, it was empty. Until about 11 p.m., mm-hmm. 11 p.m. and midnight. That seems to be the peak time for most clubs, right? Yep. Around midnight yeah. or right afterwards. Now, at midnight at Club Joy, they do a contest, dance contest, dance off. They have poles there so you can climb up and do stuff or sure. just twerk or whatever you do. They give out prizes, passes to come back, all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely participate because it's worth getting a free pass to come back. Oh, right? absolutely. And so the playrooms were amazing. They had three tier beds. They had mm-hmm. four poster beds. They had a room that was completely pitch dark. Oh, it was almost like a closet. It was. The whole thing was a bed. It was very cool. You enter and you close the door and it was just pitch dark. Now, I don't know. With a strange couple, no thank you. With someone who we already know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty damn awesome. And so we kept walking around the playrooms and I remember seeing a lot of hot things. There was one playroom where there was a couple very naked massaging each other. And I remember the guy motioning over to us. He would say, hey, I need an extra pair of hands. Can you help me massage my wife? We're thinking like, I don't know. I don't know you guys. It was, we she just kind of. pretty good. She, she was, was hot. Nice body and yeah. stuff. But I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get into that. Exactly. I mean, I'm in my suit. I'm uncomfortable. I just don't want to be around other people fucking. Where am I going to put my clothes? Exactly. I, I don't even want to get involved. Yeah. Man. I just wanted to keep walking. I remember nudging you like, dude, just keep fucking walking. I don't know. don't interact with people. <laughs> They're nude. You're not. What do you think they want? Of course. Fuck it. They're already completely naked. So we kept going from room to room and just doing circuits all around. Yeah. It was cool because the lighting is very erotic. They have LED red 
lamps mm-hmm. aimed at the ceiling, mood lighting where the lights are changing slowly, kind of like a watercolor effect, yeah. but dark. You could still see what people are doing, right? but you can't make out faces unless you get really close yeah. and all you see is bodies and everyone's fucking. And you could literally stand off to the side and just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. What a lot of couples do is when people are fucking on the beds, they just kind of sit up against the wall and start touching each other as couples. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty cool for them, especially if they're brand new. They get a hint of the feeling of that eroticism and being out in public and being naughty and touching each other. It's still cool because they're not touching a stranger. It's touching themselves. Yeah. And then you change positions. You go to the other room and then mm-hmm. they're fucking doggy style or they're doing other shit and or there's an orgy going on. And you keep yeah. thinking of the possibilities. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, dude, do these guys even know each other? Who's with who is that? I know. I Whose husband that. is that? Whose wife is that? And then you see them later on and they were with other people. What's going on, man? <laughs> how do they manage that in their head? And how do they agree to do shit? And how does that happen? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those couples have been in the lifestyle usually for a long time and they're very comfortable playing with multiple partners in one night. So you might see that a lot. And um, I remember even seeing an air, like a girl participating in an airlock. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's got a dick in every hole, ass, pussy, mouth. That's and, right. Yeah, she was into it. And we didn't know whose wife that was. Right. Was it a guy who just said, hey, I need some dudes to help me fill all the holes? Or was it just a single chick? You looked at other couples and, of course, they're wearing condoms. Yes. So when you do see a couple and they're going raw dog, generally it's a married couple. And, of course, you know, they're doing their thing. So that's what I imagine was happening. It was a husband who said, hey, you guys, you know, come on in. So he was fucking her raw. And then she was just sucking someone's dick. Yeah. And whatever was going on. I didn't get close to analyze everything, but still, it was exciting to watch. Oh, absolutely. So just being in the playrooms was a hot experience. And some people will actually go to a club, check out the playrooms and just use that voyeuristic time to act as foreplay for them. And then they go home and then they fuck each other. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll get a playroom for themselves. Sometimes there's a small playroom and they'll just fuck as husband and wife. It's freaky. And if you're the type of couple that wants to play there, then absolutely find yourself a playroom, find yourself an empty bed or an Mm -hmm. empty corner. There's going to be other people fucking around you. That's fucking hot. So you're doing your thing with your own husband or wife and there are other people fucking nearby and you could watch them while you're getting fucked. It's amazing. It adds a certain level of intimacy and it feels like you're being even more naughty than you really are. I mean, you're just fucking your partner. But before you know it, someone can reach out and fondle your tits or touch your leg or a woman may want to touch the guy or a woman may walk up and say, can I suck your husband's cock? That type of thing. I mean, it's pretty damn amazing. And so you just have to choose whether you want to do that. And I do encourage you to do that. Don't let anyone pressure you. Yeah. You work at your own pace. And if you feel inspired to fuck in public, that's what it's there for. That's why you went. Have a good time. Maximize your entry fee. Make friends, fuck, get it out of your system. And then guess what? You're going to go home and fuck again because of the erotic encounters. And what could have been with that couple that was a foot away from you? Yeah. And one girl had her foot near your thigh and the other girl had an arm that's caressing your leg and your arm while she was getting fucked. The scenarios are endless. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was super hot just to be able to touch another woman. I mean, we went to the playroom. One of the times we went to the playrooms, we ended up running into a couple that we had met earlier that night. And the wife was riding the guy's dick and they motioned us over. And then I asked her, I was so awkward about this, about getting consent at first. I asked her, is it okay if I touch your tits? And she said, yeah, sure. And then I'd turn to my husband and say, hey, she said it was okay. And then after caressing her for a little bit, I'd ask, hey, is it okay if my husband also touches you? And then she said, yeah, sure. And I turned back to my husband and say, she said you could touch her tits too. And so he'd start touching her. And then it was like, touching her ass, I would ask her every step of the way until she was like, yeah, just whatever, just touch me already. And then another couple that they already knew came over and just started touching them. And I'm like, what the fuck? I freaked out. I was like, they didn't ask for consent. I know. The guy just started touching the girl's shoulder and her boobie. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And this other girl's just touching everything and this girl's fingering her. This other girl's starting to kiss her. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? No one asked permission. You're supposed to ask permission. I was like, by the rules, right? I was freaked out. I was like, dude, I don't want to get ejected from this place. (laughs) Yeah, I was so awkward. I thought like I had to get a contract signed in triplicate before. Witness and shit. Yeah, before I touched any other part of the body. So it was really weird. But the chances are when you 
start talking to the ladies and the ladies start talking to each other. They agree that they can touch each other. And then you get the men involved in the conversation and everybody gives consent all the way around. You don't have to keep asking, hey, can I touch your shoulder? Can I touch your tits? Can it also I- doesn't have to be awkward. Yeah. All right. So you don't have to sit there and say, hey, let's have a board meeting. Here's my gavel. Does everyone <laughs> consent? I right. say I. I mean, it doesn't have to be fucking weird. Exactly. And your interaction with a couple doesn't have to be mechanical or robotic. It can be very casual. When we gave you examples in the past, in previous episodes, and I asked my wife, what do you normally ask the woman when you want to suggest play? Yeah. And my lady sat there and listed, hey, do you want to play? Do you like my husband? Do you feel like fucking? Do you guys want to fuck tonight? I find your husband attractive. You know, it never happens that way. That was just for the episode. So don't ever think that it happens that way. That process might take half an hour. Now, we don't invest a lot of time in people that we don't find attractive. Also, we don't spend a lot of time with people that don't seem like they want to play that night. Or if they're super new or super nervous or seem standoffish, fuck it. We don't invest any time with any people if we get a sense that it's not going to pay off into either a cool friendship or play. If they seem uninterested in us as friends, then we're certainly not going to play. Yeah, but generally having a conversation with a couple for a few minutes is enough to get a feel. Like you said, you don't have to spend all night with them. You don't have to spend more than half an hour. You better not spend all night with a couple. It's a sorting game, guys. You got to talk to a lot of people and we're going to show you right now when we get to the do's and don'ts, best practices for sorting your potential playmates and friends and also how to get the most out of your experience so that you eventually get better and better, start getting better quality dick and pussy into your life, Mm -hmm. but also make sure that your club experiences are fucking awesome. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. When my lady's talking to the other girls, it's a process. Hey, let's take a walk. Let's go through the playrooms. Yeah. Let's go upstairs. Let's go see what's going on. Let's see if someone's fucking. Yeah, I'm flirting with her. I might ask the question, hey, what's your play level like? Are you guys a full swap couple or a soft swap couple? Just in conversation, not asking them, hey, are you going to, do you want to fuck us tonight? Do you feel like fucking us tonight? Right. But that's the gist though. Yeah. The gist is you're trying to gather data. Yes. To check off the boxes like, okay. They're okay looking. Yes. They're down to fuck and they seem like nice people. Yeah. Like they don't seem crazy or insane. Exactly. And so, hey, this is a possibility. This could pan out, right? Yeah. Take a walk, check out their conversation, interact with them. Get drink refills together. Yeah. Just kind of relate with them, have a good time. And then if something's going to happen, you will know it pretty much immediately because of course they're there for that reason. And so are you. So as consenting adults, you'll make a decision. And then the ladies will get involved. Guys are chit-chatting. Before you know it, clothes are starting to come off. Or you do what we've discussed in a previous episode, briefly, the famous Priory Society Club sandwich that will teach you in an upcoming episode Mm -hmm. in its entirety. It's It's so much fun. It's a good icebreaker. And we'll talk about that in a different episode. The club sandwich is an excellent way to set the party off and get your evening started in a sexy manner. (laughs) I also wanted to mention the buffet at the club real quick. When we first got there, we didn't want to eat the food. We were so scared that we were going to eat something and our stomachs were going to get upset. But most clubs will actually include a buffet in your cover charge. And like we said earlier, don't have a big, huge meal before you go out for the night. But it is kind of nice because you're going to be drinking and you might be there from 9 or 10 p.m. till 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning. It is nice that you have something to nibble on. And the food at Club Joy is really good. We've had it several times. and It's a professional place, so yeah. it's heated. It's kept at temperature. It's good. Yeah, they it care about spot. you. They're not going to leave it out there on a food tray and just put it on the counter. Right. I mean, they have sterno cans. Mm-hmm. It's kept at a good temperature. It's great. And you better eat it early because it's going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> food is generally pretty damn good, especially at Club Joy. I mean, he does a great job there. Just keep in mind, if you were fingering a girl in one of the playrooms, wash your hands before you grab a handful of strawberries, get that pussy juice off, use a spoon, and get some food in you. So now we're going to continue talking about our club experience as we weave in some do's and don'ts, things that we learned along the way. We had a lot of mistakes throughout the night and we fixed them. So we're basically going to go over some best practices for you when you visit the club because we understand getting out for the night might take some planning. We just want you to be able to maximize the time that you have there. And we're going to start with a few don'ts because we want to end up focusing on the positive things. 
The first don't is don't expect to fuck that couple that you liked from the attendees list. Don't have a specific outcome in mind with a specific couple because you might be setting yourself up for disappointment throughout the evening. I mean, you don't know what they're into. You don't even know if they're going to like you. You don't know if they're going to show up. That's right. A lot of times a couple will RSVP to an event and they don't even have any intention of going. So they just want to appear on the attendees list so that people can say, oh, they're going to be there. That's going to be fantastic. That's right. Number two, don't wait for someone to come up and start a conversation with you. Hey, if you're an introvert, that's fine, but you got to pretend to be outgoing. Okay. Eventually that'll become your reality. Don't be the fucking person who just hangs out and says, oh, tonight was okay. Oh, we didn't talk to a lot of people. Can't do that, guys. You got to get into that character that we talked about in our previous episode. Yeah. We said, get into character, go out there, be the aggressor in a nice way, not in a creepy way. Right. Say hi to people, set up a goal. We're going to talk about goals and so forth and strategies in the do's part. Okay, let's go ahead and get through the don'ts. These are things that you should not be doing. Number three is? <laughs> three is don't try to finger a chick without asking. That's a big no-no. And what she means is don't touch women without consent. Yeah. If you go to a normal vanilla club, these guys are copping feels all over the place. And at a swingers place, guys are very respectful. I mean, if a girl's walking to the bathroom and there's dudes in the hallway, they will go right up against the wall and don't want to make any contact with a woman. All right? Oh, yeah. Don't touch people. All right. Even if you think you might have consent, do not. All right. Unless they tell you, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Then you're good to go. Remember, in a previous episode, Sobe Pirates, they said consent is sexy. And it really is. Absolutely. Consent is a wonderful thing, especially when you ask someone. May I touch your hair? And they say, oh, please do. That's hot. I love that. It's a beautiful thing, guys. Get it done. Do it correctly. Yes. All right. Number four, don't have your cell phone on you. Fuck that. You're going to get ejected. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. Plus, don't take pictures. And if you have your cell phone on you and you're hanging out near the bar or near the food and mm -hmm. you're on there checking your Cassidy messages, come on, guys. Don't emit that you're some kind of loser type who doesn't have a date and you're just hanging out and you don't have anything better to do in a place where fucking's going on. And the best thing you can do is be on your phone. Guys, don't emit that energy. Exactly. Keep your phone tucked away. If it's going to be on your body for some weird reason, fine. Keep it in your pocket. Don't pull it out. Don't be taking pictures of people. No selfies. Certainly don't post pictures with all this facial recognition software that's out there. You could literally take a picture of somebody, upload it to your Facebook, and it's going to say, would you like to tag so-and-so? Which, by the way, I think I just gave away a great private investigative technique. <laughs> Literally, just take a picture of someone and upload it. Yeah. And Facebook is going to ask you, do you want to tag this such a person? Right. That's the way I find my dates. Hey, what's that pretty girl? I don't know. I have a picture of her. I'll find her name. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so don't have your cell phone on you guys, okay? Yeah. You'll get ejected. You'll lose your membership. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. But I want to take a video of my girl in the pole. Don't. Get a fucking pole and put it in your garage. Get some disco lights. Respect people's privacy. Yes. And they'll respect yours. Okay. No pictures, no video. Yeah. That's very important. Number five is don't wear strong cologne or heavy perfume. Right. Oh, fuck. I hate that. I know. That's the worst. It can give people headaches. You could remind somebody of their grandma if you wear the wrong kind of scent. Yeah. So, give someone a fucking allergic reaction, dude. Yeah. I mean, the sense of smell is very powerful. Look, we uh, have an office. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. Sometimes we go to Glendale, California. All right. There's a huge Armenian population there. Mm -hmm. Dude, these guys put. Probably an ounce of cologne on their body. And it's not just Armenian guys that do it. A lot of people do it. Oh, yeah. like Mexican guys have done it. Ladies do it. And look, listen to this. Ladies, guys, same thing. If you want to put a little bit of a scent on, great. I'd rather smell Pantene shampoo. All right. Yeah. I'd rather smell a nice lotion from Bath and Body Works. Right. I don't need to smell your fancy perfume that you squirted twice on every wrist, mm -hmm. twice on each side of your neck. On your boobs. Yeah. On your feet. And then you sprayed <laughs> one in the air and walked through it. Right. <laughs> and then you put some in your hair. Yeah. Come on, guys. Look, one spray on your belly. Maybe that spray will also reach your neck. Great. Okay. But otherwise, look at most professions, right? Massage therapists. Mm -hmm. If you work in a restaurant. Yeah. In any event, if you're going to give a presentation of some kind of corporate environment. No cologne, no perfume. That's right. You're going to affect someone's image of you. Not a good thing. You're going to affect the outcome. Guys, no scent. Ladies, light on the perfume, please. Yeah. And number six is don't be a creeper. Just don't be a fucking weirdo. Oh, I can't go anymore. <laughs> You have to understand that people don't know you. They might not understand your sense of humor. And my husband has had to tone down his sense of humor a lot around people. I know. <laughs> I mean, he is super funny. I love his sense of humor. I appreciate it. I'm sarcastic sometimes. Oh, yeah. And very extreme in my thoughts. Yes. And I say what I'm thinking about. You remember, remember these fuckers were asking us, are you guys drug and disease free? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. We have everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, get everything. I have chlamydia of the ear. Right. 
<laughs> it's just fucking around. You're like, dude, look at this big cauliflower I have growing <laughs> out of my ear. Like, what do you want me to say to that kind of question? I mean, look, you know how those boxers or people who work in ice clubs that have the earpiece inside? Yeah. Their ear gets fucked up. Yeah. Absolutely. And it looks weird, right. right? And fighters and stuff. Yeah. The ground and pound guys, jujitsu guys, they usually have their ears fucked up, mm-hmm. right? But check this out, guys. They were asking us, hey, so are you guys clean? Like anyone's going to tell you that they have some shit, right? Yeah. Which is kind of a dumbass question. So, so I was silly. just, I was responding with some dumbass answer, right? right? That's because I wasn't really interested in them. Right. So I found it fitting to just say some dumb shit because it's my other strategy of non-sexy talk. That's right. Is to just make a bad, like off-color remark. Yeah. And then you know, oh, my boo's not interested. Exactly. He wants to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like I've had to stop you from talking sometimes because I can usually tell what you're going to say before you say it. And sometimes, most of the time I can intercept it if there's a nice couple we're talking to and we don't want to scare them away because they just they just don't understand our sense of humor yet. So. Anyway, don't be a creeper. Just kind of gauge people's tolerance to your humor and just have a normal conversation and be yourself. Yeah. And also, along with don't be a creeper, don't be the guy that's hanging around the couple that clearly is not interested in you. Yeah. If you say hello and they ignored you, then it's probably a good chance that either they didn't hear you or they're not interested. If you try it again, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how you guys doing? And they kind of look at you with a weird face. Just move on. Yeah. All right. Don't hang out. Don't try to prove yourself. Don't try to sit there and prove that you have great pickup strategies. Just move on. Okay. Don't be a creeper. Don't be hanging around. Don't leave your partner's side and start wandering the playrooms on your own. That's okay. right. Some clubs will enforce the rule and they won't let you in there alone. Some clubs, hey, if the security guard walks away, sometimes you can just wander in. Don't be a creeper. Yep. Stay with your partner. Ladies, guys. Especially ladies, if you're starting to walk around alone through the club, Mm -hmm. some people will think that you're a unicorn. Yeah. Not a good thing. Yeah. So let's get into the things that you should focus on, the positives and the do's for the evening to make sure you have a more enjoyable time. And also, when you do that, the odds that you will fuck will be greatly increased when you take this advice. Yes. This whole portion should be a leather-bound perverted dictionary Mm. portion. Yeah, it'd be (laughs) awesome. This is going to allow you to have best practices. And remember in episode six, we talked about how the lifestyle is like high school all over again. Yeah. We give you five similarities and the lessons that will help you today to get more dick and pussy in your life, right? That's episode five. If you haven't heard it, go over there and check it out. It's a fun episode. Then we also gave you five strategies for success so that you can attract better quality swingers and playmates. And of course, that will translate directly into better sexy play dates. Yeah. Sexy time. That's what I'm saying. That's the goal here, right? (laughs) And we discussed a couple of strategies on there that will help you with your club experience. Well, here are more tips to help you with your club experience. You ready? My lovely wife will start. Go ahead, beautiful boo. Gracias, boo. The first one is... Okay, sexies, that concludes part one. We hope you learned a lot because we just, we love you guys and we want to make sure that you have a really good time every time you go out to a swinger club or event. Now go ahead and listen to part two by clicking on the next episode where you're going to hear about do's and don'ts and best practices when you go to a club or event so that you can maximize your experience every time you go out. Love you, sexies. Bye. Love, enlightenment, pleasure. The Priory Society Podcast.